0: and welcome to the Alpine e-commerce podcast. In this podcast, we discuss opportunities and innovations in the world of e-commerce. We aim to provide you with information that can help your business be more successful selling online, specifically thrilling your customers, building your brand, and staying two steps ahead of your competitors. My name is Earl Stevens, and I'm a director here at Alpine Consulting. In this episode, we're going to go a bit off topic. Uh, In the past couple months, we've watched the COVID-19 virus spread throughout the world. We've seen the impact in China, Italy and Iran. And now the pandemic is global. It affects all of us personally and professionally. To combat the pandemic, many companies have decided to institute work from home policies, which is thrilling to some employees and terrifying for others. Here at Alpine Consulting, all of our employees have been remote for about four years now. We've traveled the remote work learning curve, and we hope that we can offer some helpful tips and experiences to those who may be working from home for the first time. Joining me today are Stan Duda, Alpine CEO, and Alyssa Russell, who is one of the excellent technical project managers here at Alpine. Alyssa and Stan, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It's great to be with you. You bet. Thank Thank you. Thank you. I thought we'd uh, start out this episode by taking a minute or so each and talking about our work from home experience. You know, how long you've been working remotely, a summary of your experience so far. Alyssa, you want to start us off?
1: So I've been working remote for 10 years now. Started with a decision to leave the rainy Pacific Northwest and and move to Hawaii, and it worked out really well for me. I've been um, able to stay remote ever since. I had two very... Jury years in a dark gray cubicle before that. Um, but I also had the opportunity to do some online college coursework. So um, got an early start. And I, I love being remote, probably not for the reasons that everyone thinks that remote is great. They're like, oh, you, you probably get to travel more and you get to manage your own schedule. You get to see family whenever you want to. I, I do love all those things. But I'm a Virgo and I'm meticulous about planning my day and setting up my environment. And I I just love having more control over those things. (laughs) I, I think in a shared work environment, there's just no control over when conversations happen, you know, water cooler talks or drive by distractions at your desk. And when you work from home, you know, I can set myself up for success and set boundaries with my family and coworkers that really make everyone happy.
0: Similar experience for me. I've been working from home since uh, about 2005 um, with a five year period in there where I went back to working in a traditional office. And I echo what you said about the water cooler talk and the drive by distractions, you know, in a traditional office for me, there are always distractions and it was harder to hunker down and get things done. And Working remotely, it's a lot easier to define those boundaries and to get the focus time you need to be productive. So That being said, there's an adjustment period when you start working remotely. Uh, When I first started doing so, there were no boundaries between my work and my personal life. Uh, I I set up shop on our living room coffee table, and I had three young kids at the time, and you can imagine how chaotic that might be. Uh, But once I Got used to a little bit. I moved into a dedicated office, established some rules, some boundaries, and a routine. Um, really, I was off and running. But you know, there definitely is a an adjustment period that you have to uh, keep in mind. Stan, what's your experience been?
2: You know, I've been working from home really since we got rid of our physical location uh, in Schaumburg, Illinois. That was back in June of 2016. I had still periodically worked remotely based on weather or if I had something to tend to uh, with my kids. But in general, I was in the office probably more than I was working remotely. But being on the sales side of the business, I was already accustomed to, to working a little bit more independently and having some flexibility because a lot of times you're out visiting clients or off at conferences or trade shows, things of that nature. I was pretty versed in communicating with the team overall, you know, using a myriad of tools. And of course, as CEO, I try to keep up with all the staff with some regular video updates uh, on the status of the business and kind of month to, from month to month point of view. But it was helpful, but it's not quite the same as being face-to-face with folks. Although I'm coming to appreciate more and more working remotely, it's still a little uh, unsettling at times for me.
0: Speaking of that uh, I thought we'd cover uh, four or five topics here today that deal with working remotely and I want to start off with topic number 1 and that's uh, you know what are the advantage of advantages of working remotely and and a question for Stan along those lines you mentioned that Alpine's employees have been working remote for four or five years now you know talk about your decision to ditch the office and go remote how's that worked out for Alpine
2: yeah, you know, it's interesting because as I look back, even uh even back in 2016 when we still had the office, what had led up to us deciding to really have everybody working remote was probably back in 2008, 2009, technology um shifted substantially that really afforded us the ability to have all these great tools such that people were really starting to more more frequently work remotely anyways. And what we found is that fewer and fewer people were coming into the office on a day-to-day basis. So financially, it made a lot of sense for both Alpine and for the employee to eventually end up getting rid of the office space and, and really doing more uh, remote work. So for the employee, it it avoided a lot of costs related to personal transportation, auto insurance, because the drop in the daily mileage that they were driving, fuel maintenance on their vehicles, or if they didn't have a vehicle they were driving, they were taking public transportation, parking, tolls, and and more. For Alpine, we had thousands of square feet of space that, in essence, was used for about a handful of people that would come into the office somewhat regularly. So we cut costs. Substantially for lease power, heating, and cooling insurance furniture, phone internet and and more uh, ultimately, with the way that technology was being used, the desire by more and more of the clients to have team members working remotely, it just put us in a position to to save all around I guess uh, and, and probably one of the biggest things of course, on top of that the savings for our employees the ability to shave off the commute time. Uh, when we were in the Chicago area, of course, there was very long commute times, and especially once the weather got bad. Uh, and that, that's true of, of many of the areas. So that time savings for both the employee as well as, frankly, for us as an employer, uh, really made, made a big impact on quality of life, if you will.
0: Gotcha. Alyssa, what's your take on the uh, advantages of working remotely?
1: Well, I think to Stan's point, the the tools are key. We've been very fortunate with technology now to have all of these at our fingertips. So, at Alpine and for every company, we we treat our our team members as professionals, and I, I suggest others do too. That that trust should be. inherent that that they'll get their work done, right? But my job as a technical project manager is to support everyone in getting their work done by providing all of these different tools to manage their day and to help them be more productive. So we use project management systems where we're all communicating on tasks, um, you know, milestones at the project level, but we also have a lot of communication tools for quick chatter like jumping on instant messenger programs like Skype, Microsoft Teams, we're hosting video calls. So you have that face-to-face interaction. And I will say not everyone has a project manager. So for that, um, later in the conversation, I'll be providing some tips about how to organize your day and, and how to make working from home uh, effective for for you.
0: Yeah, that the issue I wanna talk about um, the advantage of working remotely is flexibility and it's flexibility all around. It's uh, personal flexibility, professional flex- flexibility. I found when I worked in a traditional office, when most of your activities have to crammed, be crammed between, you know, 8am and, and 5 or 6pm at night, there's only so much you can get done professionally and personally. And I felt that there was restrictions around that. Uh, for me personally, about two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, I pretty much go brain dead between two and three. And I don't know what it is, but um, it's a signal for me that I need to get out of the office, get my eyes off the screen, get some sunlight and maybe some exercise. And working at home offers me the flexibility that if I have got, I don't have a client meeting around that time, I can go outside, take a quick run, get back in and be pr- productive for the rest of the day. Um, in a traditional office working environment, that's not always possible. And so it allows you know, responsible individuals to get in there and plan their day according to what needs to get done and, and uh, you know, their personal preferences. So I appreciate that.
2: Any other comments there? From your perspective, what are some of the challenges or drawbacks that you see working remotely?
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned this a minute ago in my case. Um, I think the lack of face-to-face interaction was really tough for me initially. There's some level of insecurity that happens when you're used to working in an office environment. You know, you can sit in meetings and read people's body language and you can know whether you're doing a good job or not. And that's something that's lost for the most part when everybody is working remotely. You understand sarcasm when you're in a meeting and you can see somebody's face. Sarcasm coming across on an instant message or some kind of a chat feature, it often looks critical and you've got to deal with things like that. Um, And that leads into building culture. I think we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's it's one of the more difficult items to tackle when people that you work with are a name in an instant message lineup, or they're a name in your inbox, and it's harder to you know build personal relationships when people are time zones away. Um, Alyssa, I think you had something to add there.
1: Yeah, I was just going to mention. I I think that when you're online too, it's it's, it's almost similar to when you're in an office when sidebar conversations are happening and, and people are left out or don't understand that something has, has been done. So it's even more important online to set a stage for everyone to collaborate together and to keep track of things within like ideally a project management system.
0: Yeah, you bet. One of the, this may even be a, a product of, the work from home revolution, I guess you could call it, is, is Alpine does a lot of agile project management and agile work. Um, and that's pretty clear about you know what work is assigned to what individual, and when the due date is. And for Alpine people working remotely, I think the agile methodology has been great at uh, putting some def- definition around those areas. Uh, some other challenges and drawbacks of working remotely, you know, distractions at home, pets, kids coming in and out, you know, that that's always an issue. The, the way that I handled that with, with my family, initially I had some problems with kids running in. And of course, I love my kids. I love to spend time with them, but geez, I've got work to do as well. You know, sitting them down and, and talking about the boundaries. For me, it's when dad's office door is closed, knock lightly, you know, we, we can talk about it. But just to barge in and guess what, dad, you know, that's not uh, that's not acceptable.
2: And of course, you might be recording a podcast or something. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Now, I've got an experience that I'll share in a minute that was supremely embarrassing for me. Another drawback of working remotely. And I'd love to hear Stan, you and Alyssa's uh, input on this. But since you're working from home, it's easy to get sucked into working all the time. Um, And it's hard to unplug after work. It's, it's hard to draw a straight line between, you know, this is my work life and, and uh, my, my personal life. Uh, what you guys take there?
2: You know, from my perspective, it, it definitely is challenging because normally like in the mornings I would like to get up and have some coffee and kind of settle in, understand the news of the day and catch up on some email. But I find that I tend to immediately sit down and start going through mail. And before I know it, it's 11 o'clock and a lot of the things to kind of ease into the day are, are quickly passed by. And then of course, that, that ends up bridging to the other side of the day in which you've, you've got just a couple more things you want to do before you, before you head out. Uh, And it ends up, it's, you know, 530. So now you've, you've had quite a long day. It's easy to take and carry that forth repeatedly. So, finding a way to disconnect a little bit and, and get into a better routine. I think, Alyssa, you mentioned that earlier, probably makes sense in mm-hmm. setting those boundaries.
1: One, one other thing that's worked really well for me, whether whether you have a separate dedicated office in your home or you just have a desk, wherever that desk is, step away from it, and leave your phone on your desk so that you can completely disconnect. And then whenever you feel the urge to go back to your desk, just create some kind of trigger in your mind that reminds you, like, is it so important that it has to be done after hours, or can I come back to it tomorrow? And I think we already, you know, people already face this um, when they're working in an office now, and they've left for the day, and they go home, and they're like, Ugh, do I really want to look at my phone right now? Do I really want to check my inbox? You know, that work-life balance is something that each person needs to figure out. But I've, I've really liked just leaving my phone at my desk so then I can just hang out with the family, make dinner, whatever whatever it is, and, and yeah. enjoy that time. Uh,
0: and honestly, I think that is the, the biggest challenge or drawback of working remotely is to allow work to Kind of blend into your personal time, and maybe vice versa. Uh, there there's problems on both sides. Just being able to draw those firm boundaries, you know, leave your phone on your desk, like you said, or leave your laptop on your desk, walk out the door and close the door, and you know get back to it later at night if you have to, but but drawing those clear lines, uh, that took me years to to really figure out, and so I would highlight that as a challenge of working from home is that you've got to be able to to define those boundaries. Let's move into the next topic and and Stan I think uh, you'll be covering this uh, for companies considering a remote workforce what do they need to know
2: You know they need some sort of IM and email there's there's basic things that come with the job and whether you're in the office or at your home office it's all pretty consistent soft phones or cloud applications and storage drives CRM and and other tools. I think looking for tools that are going to keep all of the data secure and not be a burden as well to the, to the employee and the employer, those are all things for consideration. The other thing that we have found, and we're still sort of contending with, is we have such a myriad of tools that overlap one another, getting everybody into a consistent and single set of tools is really a challenge. So as an example, some folks in the company will use uh, Microsoft Teams, and at the same time, uh, they may also use Skype. That mix depends on inside or outside uh, interaction. The point is, finding that balance for consistency yet still affording your teams some options to best communicate on a project basis also makes sense. So so we st- still struggle with some of those things. I think the other thing, coming back to the having one primary tool and having everybody on that is, is a challenge because you want to be able to check in with your team regularly and let them know where things are at or wh- if you're going to be away or even turning on phone notifications as a back in case you miss something. It's challenging if you have people on a whole myriad of tools in order to be able to communicate more easily and and consistently with them. Those those are at least some of the challenges. You know, I'd be curious from the two of you, just given some of the things that we've talked about, do you have any of these issues with the tool selection or are there other tools that we ought to be looking or considering?
1: I would say and maybe Earl can jump in on the tools part. But one thing that I've noticed working remotely is that it it takes extra effort to reach out and check in with individual team members. It's worth that effort because you might in an office setting, you might see Joe come into a meeting with you and you think to yourself, Joe looks great today. and And, you know, but in an Remote setting, you don't really have that insight, that visual, you know, or interaction that you might have walking down the hallway. In a remote setting, what I like to do is um, reach out to each team member on a weekly basis. For for some of my uh, team members, I have a weekly standing call with them to check in. Some of my team really like just being on their own and and get their work done in their own space. And others really need that one-on-one interaction with me, like, tell me what my priorities are. And and so I think just that having that personal touch is really important.
0: One of the reasons that people really don't want to move away from a traditional office environment is that we're going to lose the collaboration. We're going to lose the chemistry. Uh, We're not going to have the personal uh, touch that we need to have. From, from working in an office, I know that it's not uncommon for people to instant message somebody in the next cubicle over. Like, you know, people aren't getting up and going over to talk to people. They're using the tools that you would use as a remote worker to communicate with people in the office anyway. Um, and so I think a lot of those concerns about lost productivity, you know, kind of go out the door. People want to be productive. And I think if you give them some flexibility to work at home, they're going to give you back productivity in spades. Stan, would you agree?
2: Absolutely agree. You know, the trust with uh, each of your team members in order to, to really be able to make it work effectively. Uh, and, and you should know that just based on, you know, what you're expecting of them and then the productivity, the, the output that they're producing as well.
0: I think we've covered that, um, what uh, companies need to know about a remote workforce. Alyssa, let's shift into what remote employees need to know. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I've got some great tips for you. Um, So the first tip is to treat working from home the same that you would at your office. And by that, I mean, don't start work the moment you wake up. When, When you're at home and working in an office, when you wake up in the morning, ideally, you're not checking your phone right away. You're taking the time, like Stan was saying, to eat breakfast and, you know, read the news, whatever it is that helps you get up and start the day off right, where you're in control of, you know, enjoying and, and starting off your day versus reacting to whatever is coming up on your phone or computer. So I'd, I'd suggest sticking to the same routine you had before and making a point not to look at your phone or your computer until you're ready. So like, you know, putting your phone on your desk the night before and not picking it back up until you start your shift at 8am. The next one, something that my grandma always used to say, get up, dress up and show up. It still applies if you're working remotely. Just because you work from home doesn't mean that you should stay in your pajamas. Um, I think we can all agree that it's okay to wear running pants or yoga pants and things like that. But I, just the, the concept of that feeling of like, I didn't shower or you know I'm, I'm not ready for the day really, truly does correlate to less productivity. I think if you get up and feel your best, the day will flow a lot more smoothly. I'd also suggest setting up a really nice workstation, so not working from your bed. (laughs) It's tempting to spend the day in there, but it won't feel great by the time three o'clock rolls around. So if you don't have a desk, set up a dedicated space at your kitchen table or wherever you can find a good spot and consider ergonomics at home just like you would at your office. And two, when you're setting up your workstation, um, I, I'm sure people are going to be considering how to do that when they travel or, you know, when they're on vacation or, or maybe not at home, um, but always plan ahead to have reliable Wi-Fi. Uh, this can be a challenge if you're in an area that doesn't have a Starbucks with guaranteed Wi-Fi. I've certainly been in situations where I've had to use the hotspot from my phone to have my computer have Wi-Fi to take conference calls. So always look at your schedule and plan ahead so that you know what's coming and can prepare. And also consider the mm-hmm. the different time zones that you might be in. Uh, so back to the beds conversation. <laughs> when you're getting up, make make your bed, and and the concept here is that if your surroundings aren't aesthetically pleasing, you're um you're gonna have that urge to get up and and do things at home that aren't you know, considered work. So you want to minimize those distractions as much as possible. Try not to stop in the middle of the day and, and clean your entire house. Like stay focused on on what you need to get done and and schedule all the home detail work for after your work day. I would try to keep a schedule like you would at work also. It's it's going to be necessary to develop self-discipline, setting goals. And I think there's a really fine line between you know what you need to do to be productive and the freedom of what working from home provides. Don't abuse that freedom. And um, at the same time, don't drive yourself nuts working all day. So schedule breaks, get outside, take a walk, take time to thoughtfully make yourself lunch and stay away from the computer while you eat it, make it a really mindful moment, and then set a stop time each, each morning and commit to it. So when you wake up in the morning, say, I'm going to log out by 5 p.m. and that's it. I'm gonna close my computer, my phone's gonna stay on my desk and that's it. It's really hard for workaholics to do, but now now more than ever, it's really important to separate your home from your work life as much as possible talked about face-to-face interaction a bit. So I think it's really important to make a point to still talk to friends, family, and clients. It's really, it can be hard to stay away from that social interaction, but it's still very doable via FaceTime and Skype and all the tools that we have. So you'll need to learn how to become a more effective verbal and, and written communicator. A lot of things can be taken out of context when it's Uh, computer mediated communication instead of that face-to-face interaction, but you'll get the hang of it over time. And lastly, just don't overthink it. It it can be a scary thing to change to remote when you've been used to working in an office for so long. So don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace. If you tend to zone out at your desk at work, you're probably going to zone out at home too. That's okay every now and then. Um, If you have a less than stellar day and and didn't produce very much don't don't stress too much or correlate it with working remotely I mean it's it's probably just a bad day
0: I can think of a couple of instances where you know I wasn't traveling or I was involved in an RFP effort and didn't have a whole lot of human interaction and about you know Thursday of that week I'm feeling like the Unabomber you know cooped up in my cabin and and talking to my health plans and stuff. So, it's, you know, it's really important to reach out, keep in contact with your teammates. Uh, if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, check in on them. You know, you don't want to lose that human element. So let's uh, that takes us to our final topic here. I thought we could each take a minute and share um, maybe a unique work from home experience or personal experience um, that has happened to us. And Alyssa, you want to start us out here?
1: Sure. There was a time when I worked from home and didn't have a desk separate from my bedroom and my desk was um, shifted up against the window. So I was looking out and not able to see what was behind me. And so I started a video call with my client and, and the video popped up, I could see myself, but I could also see that my boyfriend had left stuff all over the bedroom. So there's like a towel hanging on the door. It's just like a really embarrassing mess. So my advice is to always check your surroundings. Um, ideally, set when you're setting up your workstation, just set up a nice backdrop. It doesn't have to be like anything professional. But I, I took my desk away from the window and moved it back up so it's closer against the wall. So I have like a nice painting behind me and a little plant. So that's my suggestion. But also you can buy webcams. They're pretty affordable and that have a little cover to place over it. And I would keep that on at all times because when you're using tools like Skype or WebEx or Uber Conference, um, whenever you go to share a screen, there's that little video button next to it and sometimes you can accidentally click that and your video comes on (laughs) unexpectedly.
0: that's good advice. Um, My experience, uh, I remember I had had worked on this webinar. We'd set up a webinar, put a lot of time and preparation into it, and I thought it was gonna be the the best webinar that had ever happened. Um, Felt like I was really polished and ready for it. We had about 30 people, combination of prospects and partners on the line, I'm getting into the webinar. I'm doing my thing. And all of a sudden my three-year-old daughter just busts into my office, you know, screaming, Hey daddy. Hey daddy. Well, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Cause you know, I love my daughter. She comes down to see me at work every now and then it's great, but I had not, um, notified my wife or anybody that I was going to be on a live webinar. And so she didn't keep my daughter away. So I panicked. Um, I herded my daughter out. She could tell by the look on my face that I was horrified. And she took that to mean that I wasn't happy to see her or that I was angry. That didn't make her happy. So she started screaming. Um, It sounded like I was beating her, um, according to people on the line. (laughs) Herded her out of the room, closed the door, and she stood there screaming and pounding on the door. And I didn't know what to do. People on the line were laughing and making comments and being generally supportive. But I was horrified. But um, I think it worked out well, but it also taught me a lesson that I need to be a little better at planning and notifying and coordinating things with my family. So
2: you know, I, I I think about just everyday life. Pets are are great, but they can also be a bit of a distraction just as far as if you're if you're on calls and stuff. You know, over the past several years and working from home, it's more commonplace. People are accepting of things like pets or kids or significant others you know, you're getting UPS or FedEx delivery while you're on calls. And of course, they the the one time in which they need a signature, you know, you, you ordered wine and you forgot that uh, you have to sign for the stuff. Oh, no. All this stuff is really, the the point is to say, don't don't stress out about those little interruptions. It's just reality of life. And I think people are, are understanding and uh, accepting of just the realities because it, it does. It happens with all of us at, at some point make it a good situation and think of it as good opportunity to be flexible and productive on terms that are both good for you and for your employer. Hopefully this is all helpful and we don't take ourselves so seriously and uh, we can all engage and and work together more easily.
0: We acknowledge that there's a lot of folks that are being forced due to the coronavirus crisis to work at home and this may be their first experience. So we know what you're going through. We've gone through um, some of these changes ourselves and you know, if you just keep in mind the uh, setting boundaries and some of the best practices that we've talked about, you know, you'll be fine and, and this will blow over. And for those of you who have been forced out of the office and into a remote work experience this week, we understand that this is a big shock to the system. In a time like this, filled with uncertainty and anxiety, we're being asked to stay away from other people at the precise time that we need other people the most. As you work remotely, you'll definitely feel a wide range of emotions. Keep in mind that others are feeling much the same way. Be patient and supportive of your colleagues and family members. A kind word really can go a long way in a time like this. In the episode notes, we've included links to a number of resources that might help your transition to remote work go just a bit easier. And if you wanna talk through some of the challenges, please reach out to us via our social media. We'll include those links in the episode notes as well. On behalf of Stan, Alyssa, and the rest of the Alpine Consulting team, I thank you for listening today, and we wish you, your family, and your business the best of health and fortune as we work through this crisis together. Thank you.